0: Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10pm till midnight. Social Conversations. So Women's Month is uh, supposed to be <laughs> celebrated, and that's what we've been used to doing. But uh, there are some um, NGOs that are saying there's no cause for celebration this Women's Month uh, because, yeah, there's a lot that is being faced by women. We are joined by Greenpeace Africa Climate and Energy campaigner Tandi Chinyabu Banu, who is uh, going to be telling us why so many in GOS or non-profit organizations are so outraged this month if you'd like to join in on the conversation remember you can call in on 11 714 or whatsapp 0614-104-107 Tandi, Le, thank you very much for joining us good evening Patricia and thank you so much for having me the outrage why the outrage from the non-profit organizations around this women's month
1: Well, as organizations that are working quite closely with issues pertaining to environment, um, social justice issues, as well as women's rights, we've recognized that there really is no cause for celebration as we approach uh, the 9th of August. Um, A lot of women in South Africa are suffering currently under um, the COVID-19 lockdown restrictions, experiencing increased levels of gender-based violence and extreme hunger as a result of a multitude of issues, um, whether it relates to economic prospects or climate change and how it's really impacting their ability to access um, food security.
0: Definitely uh, a very catching um, uh, reasons there. But somehow, should we not be celebrating uh, strides at least or celebrating what women did in 1956 on the 9th of August here in South Africa? Should we not at least find that to bring hope? I mean, of course, what
1: um, the feat that the woman undertook on that day was an amazing one. And it's guaranteed us a lot of um, constitutional rights That we would not have otherwise but as it remains South Africa is one of the most dangerous um, countries for women in the world and the only factor in which um, it's it's not too um, bad for us is legislation so they work really hard to achieve um, that that right for us but unfortunately as I mentioned um, the issue of safety in this country remains a major issue for a lot of women and gender-based violence is an issue that we still need to address and as a nation have failed to adequately address the issues of um, access to land remain a key issue for a lot of women and it is part of the reason why many women are experiencing climate change at a, a, a higher proportion than any other group in south
0: africa clearly we are not living in times where everything is is you know a uh, uh, good but in 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 the in the space that you are in as Greenpeace Africa, activists for human rights have really faced a lot of brunt. I'm talking about um, human rights defender Mamfigile Njangase. I'm talking about um, um, you know activists as such as Uno and who have faced a lot of uh, brunt, who have faced a lot of brutality in the hands of South Africans, and I'm sure this is where the outrage emanates from.
1: Definitely. So that's something we'll be uh, hosting a webinar on the 5th of August to raise awareness about. Uh, we've recognized that the space for civic engagement in South Africa is shrinking, not just for women's rights or environmental rights, but as we've seen for students' rights um, across the country. Whenever people come to a point of engaging on civic issues that are affecting them, it is always met with violence. And in the case of these um, environmental rights defenders that you mentioned, Umam and Unon we find that these people um, are facing harsh, um, very harsh um, treatment from the communities in which they operate, the communities they're trying to protect. And there is a misalignment from the communities and them on what um, what looks like justice for them. And it has resulted in a lot of these women Facing or experiencing um, violence from their community members. And this, of course, is legitimized by the political structures within these organizations, the councilmen that approach these communities and basically tell them that they have no other option but to vacate the land that they're living on um, or else they'll have to face the repercussions, which ultimately ends up being violence. Many people are not compensated um, effectively for their homes. They are effectively removed in the same fashion that we saw under the apartheid regime, uh, where people had forced removal to make room for these carbon majors or these mines that want to operate in these areas. And of course, as I mentioned this is legitimized by the police who, who failed to really investigate these cases. To this day, we don't have any feedback from the police on the uh, murder of Mam and what they plan to do um, to to really effect justice in this area for her and protect the other environmental defenders that are facing threats to their lives.
0: A-team is joining on this conversation. How do you feel about uh, this year's Women's Month, um, given the light that uh, Utandile has uh, shed on us? uh, The fact that women with this pandemic of COVID-19 and other environmental and climate um, issues have been you know, really impacted negatively and there seems to be no justice whatsoever for women. Call in, interact, let's hear what your thoughts are around this year's celebration. Are you feeling the same thing as an A-team? Are you feeling that we should rather say, thank you very much, woman, you've done well in 1956. We see what you have done, but this year we'd rather mourn, we'd rather, uh, you know, wear a black and light a candle instead of celebrating and going out. Out and ululating uh, as South Africans zero one one seven one four two double zero six is the number to dial or SMS on four one three nine one WhatsApps go to uh, 0614-104107. So Tabo is back on the line. Ati Matabo, good evening once again.
2: Uh, I'm sorry, but it's, I just had to embrace it because yeah, Uh So. The thing is my sister that was talking about this um, woman thing I, I i'm so i I'm so happy about the point. I'm so happy it's a good point uh, I really thank to I uh, thank you my sister, because you are embracing women and uh Muta taught me that uh there are three gods, yes, there are three gods yes, uh, whereby you see uh God the, the mother. God the father and got the child so now we must embrace women because we, we, we forgot we have forgotten of our women we must bring peace people it's just an african visionary don't believe to what i say but find it inside you it's just it's just peace it's in a soul yeah thank you very
0: much tabo thank you tandile coming from the lips of a man saying bring peace um what are your thoughts
1: I'm glad that this message has resonated with Tabo and you know he brings a very important point about the role of women in our society and how we need to um uh, to 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 acknowledge them and um and appreciate them and something that is um quite important for us to recognize in this discussion about um climate change and how it impacts women directly you know we need to recognize that as women the ones who bear children they are um the, the the toxins that are being um emitted in the environment as a result of these mining operations or the impacts that are occurring as a result of climate change, um, the first line where they really impact people is women because women will be breastfeeding the children and that will um the, the toxins could possibly accumulate in their bodies and uh, be passed down to the children. So um this is something that we need to be cognitive of and realize that all these environmental impacts that we are um, experiencing impact our women first. And um, the women are also a large majority of the workforce when it comes to agriculture. So all of the climate shocks that we're seeing are likely to impact women and impact their jobs first, which is definitely what we saw during this COVID-19 pandemic where women were um, not receiving the COVID-19 350 Grant at the same degree to which men were receiving them, and definitely experiencing the socioeconomic um, perils of COVID-19 at a greater degree than men. So we definitely need to prioritize our women and see what we can do to support and protect them.
0: You know, w- when you talk about the agriculture sector, and I, I noticed that you talked about it in the broader s- uh, spectrum of it. Um, let's bring it down. In our rural villages, um, most of the women are subsistence farmers. Definitely. And climate change has definitely impacted them. And the support that is required for them to be able to feed their families adequately is is, is something that has been undermined. And I, I speak this from experience. I mean, I, I've got a village home, and when I go to the villages, what was uh, produced two years ago Uh, In Mm -hmm. terms of size and the, you know, the the healthiness of the vegetables and you look at what's produced now, you can see that climate change has had a negative impact and there's lesser that is being produced. How can we support women in subsistence farming? Because they're, they're not doing it for commercial gain. They're doing it to feed their immediate families. Definitely.
1: You raise a very important point, And this is something that, you know, we are often asked about as an organization is whether people in these rural communities recognize climate change is a reality. And as you pointed out, they do definitely recognize this. They are reminded of it every time they see that the yields have reduced from the year before. They are reminded of it every time that they see um, flooding in their area that is really affecting their crops. And so what's important right now for us to really um, help these women and help these, because as women, they are the, 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 the breadwinners in these communities. They are the, the, the ones that, who are really putting food on the table when it comes to a, a subsistence farming, as you mentioned. So one of the key areas where we need to see pressure being put on our government is to um, really formulate biodiversity plans that are going to really counter the biodiversity loss that we're seeing. In South Africa, um, as, as you know, South Africa is renowned for its biodiversity and um, areas such as in KZN and Western Cape are known for having indigenous um, trees and um, plants in those areas. Um, and what we're seeing with climate change um, exacerbating over the years is that a lot of these this um, indigenous uh, plants that we're having are are depleting and they're no longer growing at the same degree that they were. So we definitely want to see our government formulating um, policy around biodiversity and preserving that. But also what is going to be very important is our commitments to climate change. So um, our, the COP26 is going to be coming up towards the end of the year around November and South Africa will be uh, submitting our updated nationally determined contributions. And as they stand right now, they are not ambitious at all. They're not uh, at all aligned to the Paris Agreement or what is required by science. And in order to see um, effective change for these communities and see them, um, um, their, their, their environments protected and their livelihoods protected, we need to see more of an ambitious commitment from our government, which seems to be um, approaching climate change with more of an incremental approach right now. And that will definitely lock us into a high emissions trajectory, and have people experience extreme weather events like droughts, floods at a greater degree than what we are seeing currently right now.
0: With the outrage that are the nonprofit organizations that you, you interact with as Greenpeace Africa, what are they planning to do this Women's Month? I mean, being outraged is one thing, but saying we're not celebrating is another. So what is the plan? Is there a plan to, to make their voices loud and clear so that there is some um, buy-in from government and from mm-hmm. from other supporting bodies to help with the price that we are seeing?
1: Definitely. So uh, we will be releasing a joint statement with a number of um a nonprofit organizations that are focused towards um, social economic justice as well as in uh, women's rights particularly the studies in poverty and inequality institute um, the united populations fund as uh, well as um, the embrace project and the embrace project is one of those organizations that plans to release a letter to um, the president um, um, culminating towards the 9th of um, august um, and basically shining a light on the fact that for women, um, this pandemic has been um, ex- particularly difficult, and we've seen an increase in gender-based violence. And we, and they do not feel that at this point, the response plan to um, gender-based violence is um, enacting the change that it should. And we need to um, really scale up on combating um, this climate, um, on combating the, the, the scourge of uh, gender-based violence in South Africa.
0: But, you know, as much as more needs to be done, we know that there's um, new um, bills that have been passed when it comes to sexual offenses and harassment. And I think maybe that should also be celebrated in in terms of what government has been trying to do. Perhaps what we need to see is um, some non-profit organizations coming to the forefront to assist men because clearly um, there's something that is amiss Yes, you, you make a very
1: important point, but one of the things that they, they mention here is that the president's emergency response action plan um, hasn't positively impacted the rate at which gender-based violence and femicide is being tackled in South Africa. So, you know, it is one thing to, to put uh, policy out there, but it really needs to be met with the, the implementation. And currently, it's, it's not really... Um, we're not seeing that implementation. We're not seeing our... Um, our police force really taking to the ground and taking um, these offenses against women seriously. It's it's saddening to see that in South Africa, we still are seeing victims um, being um, turned away from uh, the police stations where they come to voice their concerns. We're still seeing an alarming rate of women being killed by their partners and by people that they may not know in the street. Um, So as much as we want to celebrate these these milestones, it's, it's challenging recognizing that there is something lacking in the implementation.
0: Mm, I hear you loud and clearly. Um, uh, Tandile, can you give us contact details for you at Greenpeace Africa um, for people who, who want to raise their hands and and work together with you in uh, changing the status quo as, as you have put it um, you know, forward and also having a positive impact on uh, the climate and uh, the energy?
1: Definitely. And I must mention that Greenpeace Africa is a nonprofit organization. So we depend on your listeners, average people to be able to um, donate so that we may be able to continue the work that we're doing. And even if you do not have the capacity to share um, monetary um, um, donations, what we would appreciate is your time. So if you do have the time, please visit our website, GreenpeaceAfrica. And um, if you scroll to the bottom of the website, there is an option to join as a volunteer. We are always open and willing to have our volunteers join our campaigns and really uh, participate in the co-creation process because um, our volunteers have a very important and strong voice in the direction that we go to in our campaigns. Um, and I'll also implore your listeners to visit our social media platforms. We are on Instagram, we are on Twitter, um, at Africa. And um, there you will see we have um, started to promote our webinar on uh, protecting our environmental, women environmental defenders that will be hosted on the 5th of August. And um, you can uh, use this as an opportunity to just gain more of um, a perspective on what these women are experiencing because we will have some environmental defenders such as Makoma Lekalakala who challenged the Nuclear, um, the corrupt nuclear deal between South Africa and um, Russia, and she'll be speaking to her experiences of being surveilled by the state, and um, um, experiences of threats of violence against activists like Nonziembutoma, who has, um, who is leading the charge um, against the expansion of mines in Eswatini, and how she has experienced death threats and threats of violence, um, and even an attempt on her life in 2008. As as well as some, um, Mom Medical, who is one of the members of the follows the Community Justice, Environmental Justice Community uh, Organization, and was a colleague of Mom Figele and Changase, who will be able to speak to some of the experiences that Mom Changase had leading up to her death um, threats of violence and um, psychological abuse. So we are happy to have any of your listeners. Um, to join us at this webinar and also join us in our campaigning, Uh, we
0: could definitely use the support. Excellent. Uh, Thank you so very much for joining us, Tandile. It's been a great pleasure.
1: Thank you so much for having me.